0: This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, June 18th, 2022. This week in security news, there's a lot happening around the world, starting in Europe. A meeting of defense ministers took place this week at NATO headquarters in Brussels. At the conclusion of the meeting on Thursday, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg addressed the media on the content of those discussions. Here's a clip of Stoltenberg's comments. Listen closely, he reveals some interesting information about future moves the alliance is making in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but also regarding other emerging threats.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, Defense ministers have just uh, concluded preparations uh, for the NATO summit in Madrid in uh, two weeks uh, from uh, now. Russia's war uh, against Ukraine poses the biggest threat to our security in decades. So, we must uh, set out NATO's response for the longer term. At the summit, we will take decisions to make NATO even stronger and more agile in a world that is more dangerous and more competitive. I'm confident that uh, the Madrid summit uh, will be a transformative summit with uh, important decisions, not uh, least in five key areas significantly stronger deterrence and defence, sustained support for Ukraine and other partners at risk, and I'm pleased that uh, President Zelensky will participate in our summit. We will also decide on a new NATO strategic concept, setting out our position on Russia, on emerging challenges and, for the first time, on China. In this context, I welcome that the leaders of our Asia-Pacific partners will take part in our Summit for the first time. Last but not least, better burden sharing and resourcing of our Alliance and the historic uh, applications for membership by Finland and Sweden. At this ministerial in Brussels uh, yesterday and today, we have made progress on many of these uh, areas. Last night, we met with Ukrainian Defence Minister Resnikov. We addressed the imperative need for our continued support as Russia conducts a relentless war of attrition against Ukraine. NATO Allies and partners have been providing Ukraine unprecedented support so that it can defend itself against Moscow's aggression. Allies have announced additional assistance including much-needed heavy weapons and long-range systems. We also discussed plans to support the country for the longer term. We are putting together a NATO comprehensive assistance package for Ukraine, helping Ukraine improve interoperability with NATO, transition from Soviet era uh, to modern NATO equipment, and further strengthening security institutions. Yesterday, over 40 nations, NATO allies and partners, took part in the meeting of the Ukraine Support Contact Group, led by the United States, and committed to continue to uphold Ukraine's right to self-defense. Georgia, Finland, Sweden and the European Union also joined the meeting of NATO defense ministers. We made clear uh, that uh, all countries have the right to choose uh, their own path, without outside interference. Russia's aggression is a game changer, so NATO must maintain credible deterrence and strong defence. Today, ministers addressed uh, the scale and the design of our future posture and how we can step up across all domains with substantial strengthening of our presence, capabilities and readiness. This will mean more NATO forward-deployed combat formations to strengthen our battle battle groups in the eastern part of the alliance, more air, sea and cyber defences, as well as pre-positioned equipment and weapon stockpiles. And a new force model with more forces at higher readiness and specific forces pre-assigned to the defence of specific allies to enable much faster reinforcement. A number of allies have committed to contribute to our stronger presence in the eastern part of our alliance, but we still have some work to do as we look to the summit, uh, where I expect further announcements.
0: Moving next to Southeast Asia, Late this week, China launched its third and most advanced aircraft carrier, bringing it one step closer to its goal of building a blue water navy with at least six aircraft carrier battle groups by 2035. The vessel, named Fujian after the coastal province opposite Taiwan, had been under construction at Shanghai's Jiangnan Shipyard since 2018. It will reduce the gap of China's carrier fleet compared with the U.S. and is expected to enter service late next year or in 2024. The Fujian is the first Chinese carrier to be completely designed and manufactured domestically. Here at home, a new intelligence note sent to law enforcement agencies nationwide this week warns that in anticipation of the upcoming release of the Supreme Court ruling on abortion rights, Jane's Revenge, an abortion-related violent extremist collective, posted a public statement on social media this week threatening pro-life groups who refuse to close their doors, declaring open season, and advising they know where their operations are located. Quoting from their statement, From here forward, any anti-choice group who closes their doors and stops operating will no longer be a target. But until you do, it's open season and we know where your operations are. Through attacking, we find joy, courage, and strip the veneer of impenetrability held by these violent institutions. Unquote. The statement goes on to say that their upcoming actions, quote, may not come in a form of something so easily cleaned up as a fire or graffiti. Listeners are reminded that just last week, the Department of Homeland Security issued a new National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin warning that the threat environment in the coming months is expected to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. Those targets listed in the bulletin include public gatherings, faith-based institutions, schools, racial, ethnic, and religious minorities, government facilities and personnel, U.S. critical infrastructure, the media, and perceived ideological opponents. The Supreme Court term usually concludes the last week of June or the first week of July, so the formal ruling is expected to be released before then. Next up, a new report this week by The Washington Times reveals that in May alone, Border Patrol agents apprehended 15 illegal aliens listed on the FBI's terror watch list trying to sneak across the U.S.-Mexico border. And those were just the ones who were caught. These special interest aliens and possible terrorists were among a staggering 239,416 illegals encountered at the southern border just last month. According to Customs and Border Protection, this is the highest monthly number of Border Patrol encounters with illegal aliens in the history of their record-keeping, and brings the total illegal immigrant encounters in fiscal year 2022 to more than 1.5 million. Approximately half of these encounters were processed for immediate removal under Title 42, which gives the government the ability to take emergency action to stop the introduction of communicable diseases into the country. Listeners are reminded that just one month ago, a federal judge in Louisiana blocked Joe Biden from lifting Title 42 saying the administration violated administrative procedure laws and that lifting the health order would cause irreparable harm because the states would have to spend money on health care, law enforcement, education, and other services for the flood of illegals certain across the border. Next up, in our tropical weather update. As of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, there is nothing of significance in the North Atlantic, Caribbean, or the Gulf of Mexico within the National Hurricane Center's five-day outlook. AlertUSA reminds listeners in hurricane-prone areas that now's the time you should be preparing your home and family for the season. To this end, you can find links to hurricane preparedness resources in this week's issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. In travel security news, once again, AlertUSA cautions that the conflict in Eastern Europe has the potential to get much worse and spillover or intentional incursion into neighboring NATO nations is a possibility if you are planning travel abroad, regardless of the destination. AlertUSA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations for your destination, as well as for the latest evolving international travel regulations. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, AlertUSA also regularly recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as security analysis and assessments often vary. Alert USA also recommends U.S. citizens preparing to travel abroad take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program so you can receive important information from the Embassy about safety conditions in your destination country, both before and while you are there, as well as to help the U.S. Embassy contact you in an emergency. You can find more on each of the stories in this report in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Take a moment and visit ThreatJournal.com to sign up. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit alertsusa.com. AlertUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, June 18th, 2022.